Welcome to the Homeschool Show, dedicated to viewing home education and all aspects of life through the prism of God's Word. Thousands of families are experiencing the educational freedoms and challenges of teaching their own children at home. Now here's your host, veteran teacher, homeschooling dad, author, speaker, award-winning film producer, and president of Piedmont Education Services, Greg Munger. Welcome to the Homeschool Show. We want to talk today about what is education and how does learning take place? And what are some of the best options for us to take care of and meet these needs of learning and education? And as we talk about homeschool and the uh, really all of life looking through the prism of God's Word, we want to look at some of the unnoticed or unlooked for benefits. And then finally, what is the secret to success for home education? Hi, I'm your host, Greg Munger. You're listening to the Homeschool Show. You can always listen to us online on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net or you can contact us there. I'm glad you're with us today. We're talking about home education We and along the way looking at all of life through the prism of God's Word. And if you ever want to contact us, listen to any of our previous shows or ask us a question, please go to our website, thehomeschoolshow.net. Today I'm glad to have my beloved bride of 37 years, my dear Bonnie. We celebrate 37 years of, uh, of uh, wedded bliss this month. And uh, we're talking today about what in the world is education, in this particular home education. In our last show, we asked the question, what is education? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the holy is understanding, Proverbs 9.10. We also talked about the fact that uh, the New Testament tells us that we can grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. But Bonnie, how does all of this fit together in teaching books, in teaching uh, living, and just what is this educational process? What is education? So many times I think we tend to think that education is book learning, and that's what we totally focus on. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. It is, but it's only part of it because the rest of education is the growth and maturity of our children to becoming adults godly Christian adults. So the things that we are involved in besides teaching them math and English and so on is what is the child's view of himself and others. Um, the moral framework, their philosophy of life, a work ethic. Those are some of the things that we're going to want to be teaching our children. And that's part of education too. But if we're not with our children, how can we be teaching them those that, things? That's absolutely correct. You know, education, Noah Webster said that education is actually a series of instruction and discipline. Uh, of course, it's intended to enlighten the understanding. Uh, we do that with academics. We do that with Bible study. Um, can you think, Bonnie, of any particular thing that you, you enjoyed uh, in the homeschooling about uh, teaching the Bible? Mm -hmm. Just having the time to be with them. I think the time was so fractured when they were rushing off to school and then coming home after having been at school, the traditional school, all day long, then they were ready to take a break. They were ready to play. And then, of course, they still had homework. But now we had the time to actually look at the scriptures. And, of course, they were memorizing scripture. And we were dealing with issues like, um, you know, not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of the many. <laughs> well, when we're educating, we're teaching our children at home, we're able to do that, which Deuteronomy 6 tells us, and that's to live before them, to yes. learn God's truth 
and the principles and the precepts of God's Word, and then live before them and teach them uh, as well as tell them. We can also disciple them, which uh, many times is uh, leading the children in, in those ways, not complaining ourselves, uh, which is so easy to do. Well, education not only consists of Bible, but uh, some of the other subjects. What else, uh, what did you feel about uh, some of the different subjects that you were teaching? Did you think we got a handle on some of those, were able to, to give those pretty well? I tend to be a very uh, concrete type person, and mm-hmm. so math and English were my favorite subjects, and they tend to be concrete. Things have to be a certain way. They're not as abstract. So those were my forte, and I loved teaching that. <laughs> uh, two plus two is always four, and so I'm, for whatever reason, none of our children picked up on the love of math, but I was certainly always there cheering for it in front of them, and they got a good dose of it from me, and I was always ready to help them. <laughs> and like many uh, homeschool families do, we uh, did what's what you might call a team teaching, I remember that uh, so often you would teach the subjects that you were comfortable with. And then I would, if I were at home, uh, sometimes during the day I was able to be at home because of my work or even in the evening, then I would, or on Saturday, I would help with some of the other subjects. Yes, the history and the science, you, you could bring that to life for them. And I enjoyed that because we could do science projects. I remember when uh, the oldest child uh, was doing biology, ninth grade, uh, we were able to cut up animals, you know, doing a dissecting and such. And what was interesting was that our youngest, I think, uh, was only, what, four years old or something like that? Maybe she was six at the time. But she was the one that enjoyed the dissecting the most. She said, Daddy, can we cut up those animals again? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you're kind of learning all those subjects together. I do remember that we had a, a science uh, night every uh, Saturday night. The kids were, when we do in science, they were responsible to, during the week, do a project or some kind of report, and they would do a, a poster or some kind of an experiment or something, and then they would, we would all share that after supper on Saturday evening, and each child would get up and tell the family what about their report. Now, the older ones were to give a more detailed report and a project, but the little ones were to give just what they could do. Uh, so enlightening the understanding, that's part of what education is. But what about correcting the temper, forming the manners and the habits of our youth? Is that something you can do in home education? Oh, definitely, because the mother who usually will do most of the teaching is there with the children. And so catching wrong attitudes, wrong responses, and then using the scripture, talking with the child, um, as the scripture says, the rod and reproof give correction. And so as being there with the children, then I was able to implement that throughout the day, whereas if they had been in the traditional setting, you wouldn't be able to catch those things. That is something, uh, in fact, one of the reasons why we began homeschooling is that we realized our children were being more followers of their peers uh, peer influence is very strong in a traditional school. It doesn't mean that it cannot be overcome. Um, it's even uh, strong in uh, in all settings, in church settings, uh, youth group settings, um, even in the neighborhood. But uh, we felt that uh, for our family, that when we were going to be doing home education, homeschooling throughout the day, we were able to deal with those, uh, correcting the temper, forming the manners and the habits, uh, consistently doing it regularly. And the other aspect then of... Uh, 
what is education. It's enlightening the understanding. It's correcting the temper and forming their manners and habits. But it's also fitting our youth for usefulness in their future stations. One of the, the benefits we found of homeschooling is that being with our kids day to day, we were able to learn more about who they were and what particular, what unique interests, skills, abilities God had given them, and then develop those. Bonnie, tell us what you thought about doing that day to day with our four children. Well, the four children, each one so different from each other, each one with different likes and different abilities that God had given to them. So we found, didn't realize we would have this benefit, but we found that having the day with the children allowed opportunities for the children to try different things. Okay, one of the boys, well, let's try carpentry. You might really like that. Um, You might find out you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That too. And then we explored areas of the children looking into drama. And um, one of the girls was able to help at Old Salem and just love that. But all the things that she learned there in those opportunities with the domestic skills program. And of course, we made her costume. And then she was play acting for a couple of hours, two or three mornings a week. And she just loved it. So it provided those opportunities for the children to explore different areas that they thought were interesting or that we wanted them to try. And, of course, the the boys were able to do sports. I remember that uh, one year we did uh, local soccer, and uh, I don't know if all the kids played soccer, but uh, several of them did. Well, they did through the recreational department programs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we did all that, and we all, as a family, traipsed out to the soccer field. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we, I think we played some uh, t-ball or some baseball. Uh, there was also one of the boys loved to play basketball, so we were privileged to be allowed to be on a sports team. I know some uh, now, many of the homeschool groups have uh, homeschool sports in so many different uh, of uh, the different uh, divisions, basketball, baseball, track, and so on. Uh, but at the time, we were able to be on a Christian school a team. And uh, so it is fitting them for their usefulness in their future stations to be able to discern what is a gift, a skill, an interest that God has given them, and to try to develop that. I remember that our oldest son uh, thought he was interested in, interested in uh, computer programming. So we got him a computer programming course. Was that about ninth or 10th grade? Mm, yes. And uh, so we did that at home and did what we could with that. And um, then he thought, well, he wanted to take uh, computer programming in college. So we went to the college. This was about 10th grade when he was in about 10th grade. I think we went to the college and we asked one of the professors or the guidance counselors, what do you have to do in high school to get ready for computer programming in college? Well, the first thing out of the counselor's mouth was, You've got to do lots of math, calculus and trig and all kinds of higher math. And my son rolled his eyes. And <laughs> do you remember that? Oh. That, that when we came out of that uh, counseling session, he said, Dad, I don't want to do computer programming. I said, why not? I thought you liked computer programming. He says, I do, but I don't like math. Math was his least favorite subject. <laughs> and uh, so we realized that, oh, my, if he doesn't like math, he's not going to do computer programming very well. So what we found is we did a, uh, a program called Career Direct Online. They still have that. It's an excellent uh, aptitude test. It was a series of questions that asked uh, understanding of uh, 
what kind of things do you like? What kind of things have you experienced? What kind of things would you like to do? And from that list of questions, it would give a, uh, an aptitude of uh, basic inventory of skills and interests and abilities. And what it showed was that this oldest son was uh, really more interested in using the computer in various applications. So what we found that he was going to do well with uh, publishing, and that's what happened. We, he went into college doing publishing, um, using the computer, using graphics and so on, and that's what he did very well at, majored in the publishing, and is now working with us, my right-hand man in our publishing firm, uh, doing all those kinds of things that he trained for. So there's that usefulness in their future stations. Um, how about some of the girls? I've talked about the boys there. Uh, and I do remember that one time when we let our youngest son take that test, it came back showing that he had no interest, no skills, and no abilities. And uh, I thought, whoa, what's happened here? <laughs> and he said, well, Dad, I didn't know about some of those questions, so I just left them blank. So uh, sometimes that, that particular kind of test can backfire. But what about the girls, Bonnie? Can you tell some about that? Well, the girls, we were not interested for them in a career because the scripture talks about being a keeper, of, keeper at home in Titus chapter 2. So our desire was for them to be well-rounded as far as knowledgeable and confident in whatever they would be doing, but from the home. And they would be directing and helping their husband, directing the family. Well, when we come back from the break in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about socialization and life skills and things like that. We're going to talk about how does learning take place and uh, what is the secret to successful home education. You're listening to The Homeschool Show and thehomeschoolshow.net. Welcome back to The Homeschool Show, where we're talking today about what is education, how does learning take place, and what is the secret to successful home education. Again, my dear wife, Bonnie, is with us, and we're talking about these various issues. We we were talking our first segment about what is education, and now we want to talk about how in the world does it take place. We've looked at the various aspects of education, enlightening the understanding through the academics and various things like that, and Bible teaching, correcting the temper, forming the manners and the habits of our youth, and fitting them for usefulness in their future stations. But let's talk now about how does learning take place? Bonnie, what did you find was one of the best ways that learning take place in our homeschool? Well, I began to see that the children responded differently. There are different ways that people learn. Some learn best by seeing. Some learn best by hearing and talking about it themselves. Some learn best by manipulating and moving things. And so I had to somewhat adapt and work within those parameters for the children. That's true. Instruction, reading, study, experience, experimenting, observation, practice, repetition, play, and recreation. All of these are ways that learning takes place. But did you think that we were ever trying to just pour information into the kids' heads? No, live it. <laughs> live it? Okay. Um, help them to realize that math, well, let's say math, that math is not just an end all by itself, but it was, it's going to be used out there in life. As uh, one PBS show said, if it's in here in the book, it's out there. It's in the world. And certainly, like particularly algebra, it teaches you to think logically step by step. And that's something that you need 
all through life. It is true that uh, so often we tend to think, perhaps because we were educated in a traditional classroom, but we tend to think that the rigid and confining structure of the traditional model of education that it really imposed upon teachers and students in a traditional school, that uh, that's the only way to be educated. But that's not really the case, is it? No. And the one-on-one instruction and exploring together, I found to be very exciting. It's also the fact that sometimes if a teacher doesn't consider the individual differences in the rate and the way that children learn, that could also be a problem, can it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes uh, teacher talk, which, which is called lecturing, takes up way too much time. A lot of times when you're in homeschooling, you, do, you don't uh, do a lot of lecturing. You're actually uh, exampling, you're leading, you're doing some uh, teacher talk and that kind of thing. But uh, Sometimes even the objective tests and that kind of thing. In general, uh, we tried not to be a lockstep structure. We didn't want a, an assembly line process like you might have at a factory. And in fact, I read a, an excellent quote that uh, the way you get educated, this is from uh, Albert Shanker in 1995, Delta Kappen magazine. He said, people become educated because of the work that they do. You must listen, you must talk, you must read, you must imagine, you must build. And merely being present as someone else tries to pour something into your head does not mean that you are learning. You must be actively engaged. And really, whatever uh, educational method you use, but particularly in home education, you can actively engage, hopefully actively engage the children by meeting their particular need, because that's how learning takes place. How did you try to use those different learning styles and learning environments with our kids. Can you give any other examples, dear? Well, I think the allowing the science, not allowing, but providing the opportunity to, in our science, to do the experiments where they could explore on their own and choose something they were interested in and work with that. That was one way. Well, through all of this, did you feel like our kids ever became hermits? That was one of the criticisms we received early <laughs> on. Did our kids become hermits? Did Absolutely we become? not. Absolutely not. What I found was that rather than our children only having to be or only feeling comfortable with children or with people their own age, they were comfortable with any, whether it was an infant all the way up through adults. And one of the particular memories in my mind is one time going on a, a church hiking trip And to see our older son, who was in middle school, happily walking along and chatting with a mid-40s age man in the church. And they were just chattering back and forth, just like you'd see two boys chattering back and forth, just having the best time together. And that memory is just etched in my mind. I do remember that. It was on a hike up in Mm -hmm. the mountain or something, wasn't it? Yes. And I thought... This is wonderful. Our kids are comfortable with anybody. And by and large, we've seen that. Homeschooled children, by and large, are very comfortable with adults. Were there other benefits that you found that uh, maybe you didn't look for them, but they came along as as we went Oh, definitely. Family closeness was one. Mm -hmm. Closeness to each child and then all of us together and the children with each other. And time to work on the life skills, to teach the girls in particular how to manage and to run a home. And then the boys had opportunities to work and have jobs, earn money to buy a car. And then, as we already mentioned, opportunities to try things, to see if they were interested in doing them. 
And you know, that really is the secret to success in home education. It's not your expensive curriculum, your expensive teaching aids. It's not all those things that that you'd be buying and having various facilities. It's not really even your exciting and dynamic youth program in your church or uh, the various things you might have at home. Quite frankly, it's uh, mom and dad discipling the children by the Word of God, understanding and adhering to the truths of God's Word as revealed in the Bible. Well, we're very glad that you've been with us today. That's all we have time for today on the Homeschool Show. I want to thank my wife, Bonnie, for being with us. You're welcome. Uh, Don't forget, you can always visit us on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net, read our blog, listen to our podcast, ask an expert. Please join us next time as we again look at home education and all of life through the prism of God's Word here on The Homeschool Show.